so I'm tired of everyone taking away my email clients. What were all the email clients that you got taken away? Well, first, the big one was uh, Dropbox had Mailbox, which was like my favorite email client. Because I, I especially remember when you first signed up for it, you had to like sign up for the pre the you know, the pre list and it would show you you could log in and be like, you're 7000 people away. You're 500 people away. And you finally got onto it. And then Dropbox sunsetted that. And then I found Inbox and Inbox has been great because it doesn't have ads in it like Gmail and it has better swiping and intuitive stuff. And now Google's getting rid of that. <laughs> uh, I'm looking, I remember Dropbox and didn't Dropbox also, is paper dead too? Paper is like their Google Docs thing. Is uh, that still a thing? I actually have no idea. I've never used no, it. I don't, no I don't know who it. does. <laughs> so I'm looking at a very generic name too, Mailbox. Right. I guess because Dropbox, right? Yeah. Never mind. But it was a great um, app. Didn't didn't they have didn't they have that other app too that was like Dropbox Photos app? It was, it's called Carousel. I remember the name, but I never. I don't know if I ever used it. I think the idea was like if you had a bunch of you. Dropbox goal is you to put everything in Dropbox, including your pictures. And Dropbox has like like a picture sync utility. Right. So then it was like a nice way to view those pictures. Yeah. Instead of like through the Dropbox interface. So it's more like a photos, like a Google Photos or a Apple Photos right. app. So it's a little bit, it's not really a social network, but it's a better UI than just like a big dump of folders for, for your normal photos. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the advantage of Mailbox? At the time, I mean, this came out in, I don't remember, 2013, 14, something like that. Uh, it, at least to my, what I remember, it was one of the first ones to have like the better swiping, like the intuitive swiping between like archiving and scheduling and stuff like that. Like it was just a really clean email app, uh, especially compared to like it. I, I always thought it was a lot better than Apple's native mail or at the time, um, the Microsoft one, which now is actually somewhat decent for a, a phone app. Uh, but I just, I really like that. And then they just killed it. Uh, I mean, I guess the users weren't there, but I mean, it had a huge, had a lot of hype around it. So, you know, it eventually got killed off. And then inbox was just one of those small things that was just kind of like, I guess a pet project. And I used that for probably three years about something like that. And now they're killing that. Although it's funny, which I totally forgot that they had a huge, Google had a huge debacle last year around uh, April Fool's Day. There was something where on April Fool's, they tried to, they did some little thing and it got screwed up to where I think it, what, what they call it, like drop the mic and oh, you can yeah, do it to yeah. silence things. But I, I don't know if it was intentional or if it was coded wrong, but it like... No, it, w it, it was like send with mic drop. So you would send... I don't remember what it, exactly... I know what you're talking about. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something it was that you would send it to a coworker or you would send it to a coworker and it would like be weird. It would be like a weird cultural interaction. Yeah, I think it was... I think it did something and then it was supposed to to delete the, the message or it, I don't know if it was supposed to, but I think what it ended up doing was deleting the message and then blocking that thread from you or something like that. So you like hit it and just screwed everything up. So I don't know if that was ever intentional or not, but then this year they were going to get rid of inbox at the end of March. And they're like, well, 
April 5th. <laughs> well, here's the thing. All, yeah, it's funny. But I believe Gmail first was announced on April 1st. Oh, really? So it's, yeah, because it's anniversary, I think it's April 1st, because I just opened my Gmail on April 1st and it said 15th anniversary or whatever it said. Interesting. Wasn't Apple also founded on April 1st? April Yes, that is true. That's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, and at the time, it seemed like an April Fool's joke because, like, giving so much mail storage away for free seemed weird. (laughs) But, yeah, I thought it'd be kind of interesting to talk about some of that stuff and, like, just what what gets killed off and how, you know, a major company, uh, especially like Google and a little bit like Apple too, can just run so many projects like little startups and then just be like, well, it's not working. We have a hundred, you know, I don't know how many, a hundred million people, way more than that. And so it doesn't have quite enough to pick up traction. So we're just going to kill everything. Yeah. It is kind of weird seeing as that however many people like and use inbox i hate how generic these names are like and use google inbox like if that was any other company if inbox was its own company it would be probably be massively successful yeah i would think so and it's weird like since i've been getting those messages and i held out to like till now basically to switch uh i've tried to use the gmail app a couple times and there's like ads all over it there's like text ads up at the top and it doesn't swipe properly and it doesn't have the same folder integration stuff and i'm like this is (laughs) this feels like a lot a way more of a pain to use is this because i use an ad blocker i never see ads in gmail maybe i i don't know i mean the iphone gmail app uh i'm i'm not a fan of so i'm trying to find yeah maybe they don't do it maybe they're like Hey, Google bro, you you don't need to have ads. <laughs> I mean, they're like right at the top. And it's like two of them just stacked on top of your primary mailbox. So like, that's not fun. Uh, but yeah, I guess this only applies to like big companies. Like I was saying, there's not a lot of small companies that you're using something and then it just dies. Because at that time, at the point at which it's just like di- dead or dying, you it's kind of telegraphed way beforehand that it's dead and dying. And you can like switch. Yeah. Or if it does pick up steam, it gets acquired. I actually think Dropbox, I think you're right. This is a pain. (laughs) I think Mailbox was actually another company that got acquired at some point. And then that service kind of got bundled in. But I don't know. Like I've, I've been trying to think about it and I were, I was looking at some of the different products and services that both Google and Apple have killed. And Apple has a couple weird ones. There's a couple different ways they've done it, but like, it feels like it makes sense to some degree why Apple, you know, why you would get rid of a hardware that's clearly not important anymore. Like it makes sense to get rid of the shuffle. It makes sense to get rid of things. It makes sense to get rid of the 30 pin connector when there's a better thing on the horizon. But then they've also done stuff where, um, they're not really killing their own services, but had, I think it was called Sherlocking was like the, the tech journalist thing when it was like, I think the biggest example I remember was uh, when Flashlight came out for the iPhone because it wasn't always. So it used to just be an app and there were a couple Flashlight apps. And then in the new version of iOS, they're like, we have Flashlight. It was like, well, that's the end for that company. That company's just done. They're dead. (laughs) Well, the biggest example is actually the app Sherlock. That's where that comes from, right? And very early on in Mac OS's or OS X's history, um, there was a third-party app called Watson. And it was like this like conglomerate search app i never really understood what it is or why you would want it i think this was this was before 
like Google was so ubiquitous. Was it for? Was it more akin to uh, like Alfred or Quick? Not Quick. No, it was like an app that I believe searched the internet and searched other sources, and like you would ask, you would like okay. search for things, and it would bring you search results. Right. I, don't, I think I think that's exactly what it was. But so yeah, Apple. That that was a popular app, and then Apple made Sherlock, which is like such a clear right copy. That was like the most blatant one. But yeah, Apple's I think very used to doing that. Yeah, the the uh, flashlight, like you said, is one. I think another one is um, Spotlight, or like at least with Spotlight, the new iterations of Spotlight are much more like Alfred than they used right. to be. Stuff like that. So you see them, and it, it's like. You you always see you know over the past five ten years like you see both parties like both Android and Apple in the phone space and then you know even PC to Mac slowly converging in certain things to making it better like taking some of the good parts of this one some of the good parts of this one but then yeah you have those cases where it's like clearly there's a service that's really good and instead of acquiring it we'll just take these pieces and we're not it's not copyright or anything like there's no you know there's no theft here we're just you know, just where we thought this was a good idea too. So we're taking some of these features and putting them in and they're not copyrighted or anything. So, yeah, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of like, if I was in a situation like you where I actually used something that was then either Sherlocked or, um, just killed by the company. I think the only one I could think of is Google reader, mm-hmm. which is obviously the big example. One of the huge big, that's what I feel like when this conversation really started, well, that's that's kind of the big difference between like at least what I see more in Apple and Google is that Google just I don't know if it's a matter of their whole like twenty percent time or just trying a different a bunch of different things, but they'll launch so many services, and then I feel like if it doesn't stick right away, then the team completely dwindles, and then all of a sudden it just like they just kill it. Like it's a matter of it's a weird trying to be a startup and pivoting and stuff, but instead of just integrating things better or just shutting stuff down, no matter how many users it still has. I think especially with Google Reader, which was huge back in the day, like it, it was the giant RSS reader, I feel like. And then it just was like not important anymore. Yeah, because Twitter, man, Twitter broke our, you know, made RSS obsolete, allegedly, but not really. But there are still massive, I mean, there's Feedly and stuff that are still huge. I feel like Google Reader and Google News still still exists. I'm very interested in, like, the, the stuff where, like, what their plan would be. Like, they have to have some internal business plan of how these apps work. They're not just, we have a bunch of money and we're throwing a bunch of stuff against the wall. So, like, what... What kind of um, like uptake does it actually need? Like, do do they give it a year and then disband the team, or mm-hmm. like what other metrics that they've hit? Is it different for each sort of you know each sort of project? Yeah, it's like you know they're trying to get something out of it because even I, I was thinking like in the VR space where they have that Google Cardboard and the they have another form of like three sixty VR, and then that was tying into like some of the picasso stuff that they had at some point but i haven't heard anything about any of those in a long time so it's like i'm sure they they dive into services like just experiment to see what vr technology is on the horizon and i'm sure like we know they got rid of back into the the chat stuff like they got they're getting rid of allo or they did get rid of allo they're slowly getting rid of hangouts 
it's like you know at some point they started bringing in different technology to to learn from each of those but then it's just not enough of an adoption and there's not a clear-cut winner there so none of it's working even the major high profile ones of this year are google plus is like just of right now as of us talking about this is on its way out like you said inbox just happened allo just happened i get i feel i feel like i give um hardware because some of these lists you have lists i'm sure you'll put in the show notes of these like cemeteries of google products and of some of these apple things i think it's a little bit some of these are a little bit unfair because i think some of them evolved into something else you know so i don't yeah google allo was always very strange to me when it first came out because it feel like it was instead of being its own thing i felt like hangouts was like we're trying to be our own thing but allo was like we're trying to copy the success of whatsapp because even when you when it first came out, you didn't even need a Google account to use it. It was like WhatsApp where you just gave it a phone number and everything was based off of that. But it had like all these like interesting and good ideas like this like Google Assistant integration into your conversations and stuff like that, which was cool. But then it had all this like weird WhatsApp stuff that doesn't really work too well. Like it works where WhatsApp is popular, but like in here it doesn't work right seemingly it feels like hangouts tried to have a little a little bit more of a team pool like a little bit more of not really an enterprise but at least like a small business pool and maybe incorporate some of that stuff a little bit better and it tried to do a little bit better what skype was doing but then there's also ways of sending it direct to youtube so they had a couple things like i'm sure this stuff some of the stuff that's in hangouts is going to work its way into the youtube creators kit in some variety like as it streams yeah. i'm sure that uh, even if you don't see anything directly what looks like hangouts you'll see some of the underlying pinnings and technology there and then alice sort of tried to blend in closer to what we keep hearing about like the rcs like the new technology that messaging will take on as far as being like more truly multimedia and more ingrained with apps and services and you know the apis under there uh but yeah it's just like it feels like teams are trying to do too much. Um, for me, the Google Plus one is interesting because obviously it never really took off. Like some people bought into it, especially like in the tech space, but then that dropped off pretty quick and then it never got like a consumer backing to it. But I remember hearing about entire teams who would get like acquired, like startups who would get brought into Google and then would sort of be put on the Google Plus team and nobody really knew what they were doing and the new people who came in didn't really know what they were supposed to do and so like you would hear rumblings and you hear stories about like more prominent people who are coming in and be like i need to join a different team like there's something like there's there's nothing going on here so how do i get on a better team (laughs) so i feel like if you have that culture inside of the team to start out with like it it can't last that long it kind of speaks to like what the leadership is thinking because i remember i I think google is now changing this but it used to be like we're gonna leverage all of our other things to make everything we that does kind of stuff that we want to be popular popular example is you when they made google plus to be a to do stuff with your youtube accounts a popular youtube people had to have a google plus account because they were somehow interconnected so you're like your your google plus profile was your youtube profile right. kind of thing um 
and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's weird to, to see them. I, I forgot about that. Like one of the reasons Google Plus was supposed to take off is because you were kind of forced to have one. Yes. And then, like, I feel like a lot of SEO people jumped on Google Plus because there was stuff like, uh, do you remember there? It was like one of these authorship attribution tags for Google that required you to have a Google Plus account. And then your, like, author name would show up if you wrote an article in Google with your, like, avatar and stuff. So I think a lot of SEO people also jumped on that because they assumed that it would give them more Google juice. So, yeah, there's so I I'm I it seems like they've realized the error of their ways and they're not doing that. They're actually decoupling all these and making their services their own services with like Google being the middle, not Google Plus. So, yeah, your Google account is the middle. Here is like everything revolves around that, but you don't need to have, you know, your profiles exist on where they exist. They don't like come from other places so I, I i like that and one other thing i mean i know this is becoming like a google fest and then we'll talk about other companies but i think google is one of the most prominent ones of 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 doing this yeah and again i'll, I'll say some of these graveyard things are unfair because we'll talk about features of products like i see youtube annotations is one of the things like okay fine whatever and some of them are just uh are you know chromecast audio which i i, I feel like i forgive um hardware a little bit more easier than I forgive software because you don't have to keep manufacturing the thing you just let it be well Chromecast audio is is one that's kind of interesting because I almost bought one uh, because I was interested in having more of a Bluetooth connection to my normal sound system and that was one of those things where at the time it was it was when uh Google Music and all that YouTube Red was taking off and stuff like that. And so it seemed like it might actually work. And then just literally nobody cared. And now it's like even those services are super fragmented. It's like it was Google Red. Now it's or it was YouTube Red. Now it's YouTube Premium. But there's also Google Play, Google Podcasts and Google Music as well, along with multiple other things in between. And none of it's really... And then there's YouTube Music, which is basically also uh, also you get a YouTube Music account when you get a Google Play Music account. Right. So which one do you use? Yeah, and I I guess it just it always gets back to what it. So from the user side, I think you had a really good point in saying like, especially with the Google Plus stuff, there was a time where Google wanted Google Plus to be the linchpin of all of the content stuff you were doing. I think they realized that was a bad idea and like the true linchpin that everything else spokes out from is just your Google account. Um, so now they're trying to like get that core service back. But like when you think about what Google actually wants, they want analytics and machine learning and advertisements. So it doesn't really matter. These products, the products are less important than the data it provides, which is I think my guess is why Google doesn't necessarily care as much for music because if they truly wanted a competitor to Spotify and Apple Music, they would find a better way to consolidate YouTube Premium and YouTube Music and Google Music and everything into one concise package. But because I don't think they really care about that product and not say they're, they're not trying to make it good, but they don't care about selling the product per se as much as they care about the data that it provides. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's hard to say. I think you could say 
stuff like that with Apple. Like I can, I feel like I can personify Apple and what it wants and what it's doing, but I feel like because it feels like it's kind of speaks with one voice, Google doesn't feel like that. It feels like a company with many managers and many priorities and many reports and many, you know, yeah. goals for each thing. So I, I don't, I think it would be, I, I personally think it would be helpful if Sundar Pichai or whoever's in charge over there is like, puts forth actually what we're doing you know no one will no one on google has eventually spoken out on on why the messaging situation is such a nightmare you know yeah it just feels like it's one of those things that it's funny because it it feels almost closer to what like a a terrible normal business like a marketing business (laughs) or a services business that you see down the road where it's like this didn't work, so we're going to spin it off and create a new thing. And then that one didn't really work, so we're doing it again, as opposed to just like unifying all their fronts, like having one core message app that does everything yeah. and it encapsulates enca- everything. You like the whole music package, and like YouTube and Google are sort of different. I think technically, still, YouTube is under Google, even in their alphabet directory like i think youtube gets spun out but technically youtube is under google still nest got spun out but google still remain or youtube remains under i think just because i think it's because youtube is so ginormous it makes google look better and because it's an advertising platform yeah i mean like spinning nest out of google is like nothing to know right and all whatever other service is they have behind yeah i i personally think it probably should be spun out they act at least separated enough at this point that i think at the time when alphabet happened they they were more it was still no more the google plus makes youtube work kind of thing yeah now now that's split off it i think it makes a lot more sense for them it's, they're very very independent and but it, it's weird because even what we were talking about before with uh, stadia that new gaming thing that's coming out um they're deeply integrated into YouTube. Like the whole thing is you could play anything and you could find other people and like other people on YouTube could click to join into your game from Google or from YouTube. So there's all these tie-ins. So maybe there is a better, maybe it is more important to keep them under the same umbrella, but uh, they, yeah, there are a lot of things that act very independently. Yeah. I will, again, give the benefit of the doubt and say like Google plus Okay, Google Plus failed, but the stuff, some other stuff in Google Plus that like was created for Google Plus became really good things. Like Hangout, the original Hangouts came from Google yeah. Plus. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think so. Yeah. So did so does what became of Google Photos, which is like the best photo service by far, came out of Google Plus. So I'm not gonna throw the baby out with the bathwater and say you know it wasn't. It maybe was a bad strategy, but like the some of the products in there were sound, right? Idea. That's what I was saying. Like even with Hangouts, I think you will find core parts of Hangouts in YouTube chat going forward, and in whatever other connections they have with like streaming live to YouTube and stuff. And I, I would assume a lot of the pinnings of Allo even though nobody really ever used Allo, you will see those development learnings in the next iteration of Android Messenger and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, we uh, we know that the Google Allo team has been integrated into the Google or to the uh, Android Messages team. Yeah. So, and it, I like Android Messages very much, especially they have their 
web app now that syncs all the messages. So it's like very iMessagey mm-hmm. at this point. So it, it works very nice. Um, despite it, the backend being SMS, which is terrible. So when it becomes RCS, I assume it will be even better. Yeah. Is there a timeline on that? Uh, it, because it requires the, the app supports it. It It's your, I think it's cause it's like this three tier support level. Like your carrier has to support it. Your hardware has to support it and the app needs to support it. The app and, and maybe even the operating system needs to support it. So, Interesting. so, um, on, uh, the as the software supports it so if you are one of the few people who is on a network with a device that supports rcs uh android messages will use rcs Hmm. is the promise is the promise that that'll that'll start to tie in more of kind of what uh imessage does where it has like better api into the apps and you can you know like send money directly from text messages and Stuff yeah, like there's a lot of stuff. It, yeah, at least RCS is an open standard, I believe, and it has stuff like that. And even progressing beyond things like um, what iMessage does. Um, they had examples regarding like customer service kind of things where you could send them a map and it expands the map and, you know, send a location. Like a, like a business could send you a location via a text and it would become a Google Maps thing. Right. And, um, you know, it does a lot of that auto expansion of links, but like even in a more smart way, I think it's not just like the dumb way that iMessage is doing it right now, which is basically just using like OG tags and stuff to like mm-hmm. pull an image and pull, you know, pull a video. It, you can actually send that as a payload within the that message type. When I think about Google and I, I'm trying to think about their keynotes and their messaging, like all of their public facing messaging, and I don't really know what they're doing, like what their consumer message is. Like it makes sense from a corporate, like a B2B side, because they're all in on machine learning and AI. And, you know, they're, I mean, you know, they, they're not, don't be evil anymore. <laughs> so they're trying to figure something out. It's like they're, they're producing great consumer products, but, I, you know, when I try to identify what their message is, it, it feels kind of lost to me other than just... Uh, building up machine learning, which is a huge, which is a very broad thing and can apply to everything. But it's, you know, it, it is really interesting to me. So, yeah, I like a lot of stuff they're, that they're doing. I just wish they spoke with sort of one more unified voice. Like, I, I'm i curious, just as a user of these products who, like, invests in these products with my data, which is what you want me to do, Google, I'm doing what you want me to do. Um, I am I am obedient to the overlord. Yeah, but I have reservations when you are, you know, who is signing off on Allo when you have four to five to six other messaging products, depending on how you count. Yeah. You know, and like, do you just have a plan? Like, I want to know, was there an actual plan to, okay, we will sunset these things and we're going to go in on all in on Allo. But then six months later, when everyone hates Allo, we're going to be like, okay, now it's messages. And like, how long does it take you to make that? It, it's kind of crazy. Well, it looks like, like there's a problem. I keep saying Google and my assistant <laughs> keeps. He, he knows. He knows you're speaking He knows there's a problem. But yeah, especially to not keep it in like a beta structure and because they have like chrome beta and canary and they have all these different 
you know, dev first kind of things. So it's weird for them to get on stage at a keynote and say, this is Allo. This is the great new thing. It'll, you can book a table through us with, you know, the, the real but fake sounding person kind of thing. And you can do all this. And then it just is, there's no real admission that it didn't work. It's just, yeah, we're done with that. We're done with that project. We got whatever we needed out of it. Yeah. And it's kind of this weird thing where they're like half in this open source world and then half in this, we're going to play the Apple secret game. Mm -hmm. And it gets really weird because especially if you're a person like me and you like Chrome OS, you could just go into the Chromium OS repository and see exactly what they're working on. Like, and you can see code names of new devices. Like it's not hard. They're not hiding. Right. They can't. But even in there, as a per again, this is a hardware business. This is like, a, this is not just like me using free stuff from Google. This is like me as a G Suite admin, as a person who has bought Chromebooks for companies, who has admin Chromebooks for companies. Like, if you're in that kind of position, right, you want to know if you're buying this kind, buying into this kind of service. Like, if you're buying into G Suite. You need to know that kind of stuff. Microsoft's a little bit better at that because I think they have more um, uh, experience and they know these IT administrators need that kind of. Mm -hmm. It's like you, you, I mean, you trust that Gmail is going to be around for a while. But yeah, I mean, if you're banking your business on this and you're buying G Suite for your, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, whether it's a five person company or it's a thousand person company, like if you're going all in on this, like you can't just have Google decide that's eh, not worth our time anymore. We got what we needed. So, and here's the thing, like we know Fuchsia is coming. So, and Fuchsia seems like something that's going to kill both Chrome OS and Android. Fuchsia is their new operating, the Google's operating system that they're working on. It's like a from scratch operating system. It's not, uh, Linux based. It is its own OS that they have an OS team building that is, again, one of these things that's like half in, half out of some secrets, some open source stuff. They've been hiring people. They've been hiring mar OS marketing people from Apple. So like it's something that they're doing. Uh, but at the same time, they're rapidly iterating Chrome OS. But it looks like it, this Fuchsia thing is a complete replacement of Chrome OS. Same thing with Android. They're rapidly iterating Android. Seems like this future thing is going to be a complete replacement for that. And it's one of these things that is this scalable thing. So this might be the core. The uh, it's a it's microkernel based. So this might be the core OS that runs all. This might be the iOS of Google. This might be the core OS that runs everything. It could run on Chromecast. It could run on your tablet. It could run on your phone. It could run on your desktop. So everyone brings out their pitchforks when they say that Mac OS and iPhone are about to converge and don't take away the thing we love. And now Google's about to do that and nobody knows what's going well, on. Well, Google never gave you the thing they love. They gave you Chromebooks. That's fair. <laughs> Although I, I am a person who likes Chromebooks, but... Uh, yeah, they, I don't. I think that's they were always they were never in the like PC PC game. So like when Google gives you Linux containers on Chrome OS, you're like, that's amazing. Uh, remember Google Wave? No, but yes. I mean, in name Google only. Wave was like the thing. Google Wave was like basically the precursor to Google Docs. So it's another thing. Okay, they killed it. It looks bad in the cemetery graveyard thing, but it's the thing that became Google Docs, which is cause you know allowed so much collaboration allowed so many good things to be made well okay here's i have a question for you what do you think is the next thing that's going to be on this google graveyard <laughs> uh ooh. 
I mean, assuming like a big thing, like not some tiny internal thing they have going on, probably like Google Keep or one of those things, like the the to do list or something like that. Really? I don't know. I mean, maybe, but it feels like Google Keep is like the you know Apple is Apple Notes. Google Keep is Apple Notes of Android. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I see your I I definitely see your point, but also that's like saying Apple's gonna kill Apple Notes. So I I doubt I doubt that's gonna if it's like an Android core feature. I don't think we're gonna see that quote unquote killed. Um, my I would think the next thing that Google is going to get rid of is pro besides the at some point Chrome OS and Android altogether. Google Fiber is gonna Google Fiber is gonna be the next thing because we saw. But again, just because it died doesn't mean it wasn't important and wasn't an interesting thing. And Google maybe does stuff like that. I have fiber internet now. Probably thanks in part to I just not Google Fiber, but thanks in part to Google pushing these other companies to a to have to expand symmetrical fiber to expand no bandwidth caps. That kind of pressure made that happen and i think that was the more the main goal than actually being an isp for the entire country so what other companies have killed other things you want to talk about apple a little bit since we were ragging on google well i mean that's the thing is like uh, apple obviously has so many hardware choices that they've killed um but they don't really have products the same way that just go away i'll tell you what they should kill what's that itunes yeah or at least they have to rebuild it to where it's mobile first or something because itunes as it is is weighty and it it comes up all the time like i feel like if i do anything it's just like apple's app itunes pops up yeah you accidentally hit the keyboard the the the, like f9 key which is like a media key and then itunes pops up and you've never opened it Do you want to start syncing your 45 podcast and take all your space up again as we download oh it it doesn't even do that to me it's like do you want to log into your apple id 30 times (laughs) and 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 then beach ball for a while Yeah, and then you try to exit that, but you can't because you're like in the onboarding flow. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we could talk real quick about the uh, the the power map that they were gonna do. Just it, that's one. Oh, that they just like got, pre-killed it. Just before. got announced and was probably. I don't know, what is the actual name of it? Air power. The air power pad thing. Yeah, that. That's one of that might be the first time that I can think of that Apple announced something that for almost two years and just became pure vaporware. They're just like we. It's so weird for them to to have done that, and like you know, if they announced it on stage, they must have been so close to a solution, and they must have been like, we just need this one thing, and then we'll be ready to ship. And it just never came to be. Do you think it was hubris where this is just, this is not as complicated as an iPhone. It's like literally some coil coils with power. That Do you think it needed a little bit of courage? I think it needed, yeah, it needed a lot a of A little pink, pink denim shirt and some courage. <laughs> my, my question is, do you think with that, that it seemed like air power before it was killed 
was like going to be one of these tenants of Apple going forward that everything was going to go wireless charging for Apple going forward. But now, and Apple would have like their premier charging solutions, which would be probably this air power line of accessories, probably more than just this power mat. And now they don't. Now they have things that support Qi charging, mm-hmm. but they don't even sell their own mat. So the mat was just Qi charging the entire time, right? No, it was Qi compatible, but air power was this like super set of Qi mm. charging that had like Apple magic on top of it. I don't know. I, I've i never really done a whole lot of wireless charging, which maybe I would like to start because I just have a bunch of cables everywhere, but like it never seemed to <laughs> bother me too much. Uh, but I mean, obviously that's where things are going and you want to jump on top of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say so. I, I would, I'd be willing to guess that they just got way ahead of themselves it had something that worked a little bit but maybe i don't know i mean you have to assume they had something built and tested like in their labs and then they just couldn't get the manufacturing what what if this is what if this is going to be like that et atari game where they find like (laughs) in arizona there are a bunch of buried in arizona dump yeah (laughs) but then you plug it in and immediately catches on fire Now that I don't have social media on my phone, I don't use my phone for anything except the time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they make things like that. They go on your wrist. They're called Apple Watch.